Good morning. I greet you all in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as we come for the second Sunday of Advent. Just a couple of quick announcements, I guess. Today is our White Gift Sunday. The day, thank you everybody who's brought something in as we seek to support Christmas cheer as they support families in our community. In two weeks' time, December 17th, we will celebrate communion. So uh, that will happen on the 17th, our Christmas Eve service. It will be December 24th, of course, but there will only be a 7 p.m. service. There will be no 11 a.m. service on this 24th. And just a reminder to the trustees, we'll have a meeting next Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Any other announcements to share? Oh, I just remembered that... Uh, Souls Harbor Rescue Mission is coming to Sydney Mines. I think we've, we know that now. They are hoping to open up in a week or two or a couple weeks. So they will be looking for volunteers and I will send out that list, uh, how to be a volunteer with, because I know some of you are interested with Souls Harbor Rescue Mission, yeah, their soup kitchen. I'll send that out. Uh, it's, it's just, I think you fill out a form on their website. If you don't have access to that, just let me know and I can help you sign up. Great. Let's just take a moment to quiet our hearts as we prepare to worship our God. We long for the peace of God to come among us in this busy time. We seek the peace of God in our lives, our community, and our world. A peace that can only come through Messiah, the promised child of God. A peace we hear promised in scripture, Isaiah 11, 1 to 10. A shoot shall come out of, from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The cow and the bear shall graze, the young shall lie down together, the lion shall eat straw like, uh, like the ox. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountains.
On that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to the peoples. The nations shall inquire of him, and of his dwelling shall be glorious. Amen. Opening hymn this morning is All Earth is Waiting.
Good morning. Our reading today is from Isaiah chapter 40, 1 to 11, words of hope. Comfort my people, says our God. Comfort them. Encourage the people of Jerusalem. Tell them they have suffered long enough and their sins are now forgiven. I have punished them in full for all their sins. A voice cried out, prepare in the wilderness a road for the Lord. Clear the way in the desert for our God. Fill every valley, level, every mountain. The hills will become a plain, and the rough country will be made smooth. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all mankind will see it. The Lord himself has promised this. A voice cries out, proclaim a message. What message shall I proclaim, I asked. Proclaim that all mankind are like grass. They last no longer than wild flowers. Grass withers and flowers fade when the Lord sends the wind blowing over them. People are no more enduring than grass. Yes, grass withers and flowers fade, but the word of our God endures forever. Jerusalem, go up on a high mountain and proclaim the good news. Call out with a loud voice, Sion. Announce the good news, speak out, and do not be afraid. Tell the towers of Ju pardon me, tell the towns of Judah that their God is coming. The Lord is coming to rule with power, bringing with him the people he has rescued. He will take care of his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs together and carry them in his arms. He will gently lead their mothers. The word of the Lord.
Let us pray. Lord, as we gather today, we come to share your peace and your love. Be with us, O God, as we reflect on your word. And may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, you who are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. Amen. I have to admit that every time I see the news, my heart gets a little bit heavy. We see the news that wars are killing thousands of people. We see that COVID is the third leading cause of death in Canada behind heart disease and cancer and ahead of things like accidents and trauma. We see things like 2023 is going to be the warmest year on record for the world, which is not a good sign for those who are concerned with the climate crisis. There, we remember the wildfires and the floods that we experienced here in Canada this year. And we now we see that there are huge wildfires in Australia. We, we hear that there will be more and stronger hurricanes. We see that there are famines due to the lack of food, which causes disease. We see that housing markets are unaffordable for most Canadians who are looking to rent or buy. So yeah, it is all a little depressing. And of course, I'm only scratching the surface of what many issues people are concerned about. It didn't mention politics or jobs or economics or healthcare or education. I'm almost sorry to have to start my message this way, but, but it's the truth. There are some major concerns in the world and we are bombarded with them day after day after day. And even if things appear to get resolved, at least one or two or three or more things pop up to replace them. And in reality, it seems like not a lot of things actually get resolved that we see in the news. They're just replaced by more current issues. The war in Gaza has erased much of what we hear about the war in Ukraine. Things like, did you know there are 32 COVID deaths reported in Nova Scotia in the first two weeks of November? We did not know that because no one's talking about it. A lot of important stories are just dropped, which is interesting because we live in a world with a 24-hour news cycle. Yet in those 24 hours, if you watch enough of it, you realize they're only talking about the same few things over and over and over again. I hope this is not depressing you too much because I know you're all intelligent people, you all watch the news. And in some ways, we might think that we come to church to escape it all. To escape everything that's been going on over the last week. But it's very, very hard to do, isn't it? Even if we look at the life of Jesus, he dealt with a lot of political, a lot of economical, a lot of justice garbage that was happening in the world he lived in. And if you read through the Old Testament, well... That makes our current news look a little bit tame. We just cannot escape it. It's real life that intersects with our real faith in a real God. And so we come. And we come looking to God for guidance and understanding. Maybe even especially for those things that burden us most. 
This is this kind of stuff that comes to mind when I pick up my Bible and read things like we read in Isaiah this morning. Isaiah is writing to the people in a time when they are living in exile. They've been kicked out of the city of Jerusalem and the Babylonians have gone in and destroyed it. It is not a happy time for the Israelites. They're cast out of the city. They're living in a time of war, a time of disruption, as nation after nation battles over the years over who controls the land upon which they live. It's not a pretty time in history. And the Israelites, they are scattered, they are lost, they feel apart from God. And then we turn to Isaiah 40, and what do we read first? It says, comfort, O comfort my people. And his first few verses of the passage are wonderful words that, that, that evoke an emotional response. It says, comfort, and, and speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Proclaim to her. Her hard service has been completed. Her sin has been paid for. She has received double from the Lord. What are we talking about? What's being said? Isaiah is sharing these words to a people who feel lost and abandoned. So when they read these words, they feel comfort. They feel hope. They hear that all of their suffering is heard by God. It is known by God. And they hear that God is going to do something about it. He is going to bless them double for all the burdens they have endured. Has anyone here driven from Nova Scotia to Ontario or Quebec back in the 1990s or before? Right? Do you remember the drive through New Brunswick? Before they twinned the highways? Those roads were deadly. Driving from Moncton to Fredericton was quite possibly the scariest and most in the worst part of the drive. Because everyone was looking for a shortcut. I remember talking to my friends, what's the quickest way you found to get through there? And everyone was looking for that shortcut. They were all speeding. They were all passing dangerously just to save time. And these roads were less than ideal. They were going through rural communities. It just seemed to take forever to make that drive. It was bad enough in the daytime, but then if you're driving at night, there's a whole other scary scenarios you had to watch out for animals moose and whatnot and when you finally got to Edmonston you felt like you won the battle as you managed to survive a drive through the wilds of New Brunswick thankfully today it's all twinned highway and a lot of it's actually quite straight as the province cut new th new roads through the vast forests of their province and it saves a lot of time. The problem now is there's nothing to look at. At least before you were driving along rivers and you had the St. John River to kind of have things to look at. Now it's just trees, trees, and more trees. But the government was responding to the need for safer roads. So they did what they could to cut new highways through the province. And in the end, it is a much safer drive. And we can travel across New Brunswick, and actually feel like we're safe. These new highways also allow us faster access to the rest of the country. 
It opened up for faster shipping routes for trucks. In fact, these highways can be seen as a benefit for all of Atlantic Canada. Pretty nice. In Isaiah, he's making reference to highways. He says, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. He says, high places will be made low, low places will be made high. Places, you know, rugged places will be made smooth. In other words, it's all like a nice paved road for those who use it. And who's going to use this road through the desert? Isaiah says it's from the Lord. He says, in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. This is a path, a highway for God to use. This is a sign that God is coming to us. We're not going to him. He is coming to us. And Isaiah says, all we need to do is make sure there's a path for him to get to us through. He needs to get here. This imagery that Isaiah is using, it, it is meaningful for the people. They know what a desert is. So to say, make a highway in the desert seems quite amazing to them. Think of the desert, it's hilly, it's, it's hard to navigate, it is windy, it is hot, it is relentless. They know the desert. They might feel like they're in the desert, lost and alone with no idea where to go. Yet Isaiah reassures them, he says, God will come through there, through that hard, relentless land, through that hard place. God will come from there to come to you. For us, maybe we don't know the desert that well. Maybe we talk about the forest, the hilly, the crowded, the hard to navigate, the beautiful yet relentless forest. Getting lost in the forest is not a lot of fun. I've been there. And thankfully, my Boy Scout training kicked in and I was home before anyone really knew I was even gone. None worse for the wear. But when you're in the forest, the trees all look the same, especially if you're not familiar with the land. It can be hard to find your way back from where you came, not to mention the thickness of the trees and the brush and, and climbing over the fallen logs. And let's not forget the mosquitoes and the ticks. But Isaiah reminds us, even in there, God will find a way to find us. Isaiah goes on to say, all people are like grass, and the faithfulness is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the breath of the Lord blows upon them. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. Life may have its ups and its downs, but God endures forever. He is always with us when we make a path for him to come to us. This is part of the story of Advent. It's the time of year when we prepare our hearts and our lives to receive a gift from God. And it is at Christmas that we recognize this gift, celebrating the birth of God's Son, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Savior, whom he sends to save humankind. We may not know it, but we need a Savior. We need God to intervene in our lives for all those times when we cannot do it alone. Those times when we fall to the temptation of sin. Those times when we fall apart from God. It's Jesus who brings us back. 
Left to our own devices, we prefer to wallow in sin. Why? Because it brings easy relief. It brings cheap joy and happiness. None of these things will last when they are rooted in sin because we will crave more. We'll crave more sin. We'll crave more of that easy and cheap joy. What Jesus brings will last. And what Jesus will bring, will bring, he will bring far more joy and happiness in our lives than anything that is rooted in sin. And yes, we will crave more. We'll crave more of God. We'll crave more of his love. We'll crave a deeper relationship with him because we want to know Jesus. When we accept this, when we welcome more of God in our lives, then we want to share it with others. Isaiah says, You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift up and do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, Here is your God. We remind others what God has done for us. We welcome them to join us on this journey, especially this journey of preparation. This is the journey of recognizing God's gift to the world that we find in Jesus Christ. It is a gift to be shared far and wide as we show the world and each other, here is your God. Isaiah 40 may be one of the most beautiful passages in the Bible, especially when you read it in the context of a troubled world, such as it was when it was written, and such as it is when we read it today. The passage we read this morning ends with, See, the sovereign Lord comes with power, and he rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lamb in his arms, and he holds them close to his heart. And he gently leads those that have young. So what is he saying? He's, how does God come? God comes with power. Where does he come from? He comes from the highway, through the wilderness. He comes from a place we would never expect, because that place is a place of drought, a place of lifelessness, a place of death but God comes through it. He comes with his reward, his reward for his people. And he comes to gather those who are struggling, those who are oppressed, those who are hurting, those who are lost and alone. He gathers, he gathers those who are hungry and cold, and he gathers them like lambs in his arms, and he holds them close to his heart. And he loves them. And he loves you. He wants to help you out of your struggles. He wants to help you overcome your pain and find your way to him as he comes to you through the pain, through it all. He comes to you. This is who our God is. This is our Lord who gives his life for your own so that you may live. So throughout the season of Advent, let us reflect on the power of God's love in our lives as he comes to us to lift us out of our pain and our suffering and our struggles and our sin, to lift us out of those things so that we may see the love he has offered us from the very beginning. 
open your hearts to God's love this Advent as we prepare for Christmas, as we prepare to receive the perfect gift from our Heavenly Father who loves us all so very much. And let us receive from him the peace and the love in our hearts that he offers us. Amen. Let us sing together, all earth is waiting this time. Let's sing it this time. Let us join our hearts in a time of prayer. Lord, we gather here in your presence, thankful for your spirit that walks with us, showing us how to live and showing us how to be your people. Lord, on this Sunday, we think of those in need in our community as we offer gifts to, to families here today. Lord, we think of Souls Harbor who's coming to town to feed people. We ask a blessing upon their work. We think about the wider world in which we live. And we pray for places of war, and even places of genocide in our world today. Lord, we pray for peace 
We pray for protection of innocent people. We pray that families are reunited and that they are safe. Lord, we pray for places of hunger. We pray for those who are cold. We think of the pictures from Halifax of all the tents set up in parks and places all around the city. And we pray for those people as weather gets colder and colder day by day. And we think of the people in our own town who struggle for heat and struggle for food, struggle to pay the bills. And Lord, we pray for blessings upon all these as well, who are your children. Lord, we also come with our own concerns, our own burdens that we carry on behalf of others or even for ourselves. And so, Lord, we offer those prayers to you this day. Lord, those words from the prophet Isaiah ring in our hearts, comfort, oh comfort my people. And so Lord, we pray, lift up to those you, uh, we have named in our prayers this day. May they find comfort, comfort in you, oh God. And Lord, as we make this journey to Bethlehem, as we make our journey to Christmas through this season of Advent, Lord, help us to prepare our own highways, our own paths for you to find us. To clear out the things that are in the way. To clear out the sin, to clear out the, the, the things that we can control, that we put up, whether knowingly or not, to block the way for you to find us. So Lord, knock down those barriers. Help us to make straight the path that you may come to find us and we find you. Lord, we ask your blessing upon all we have prayed for this day. And may you bless this town and this nation and this world with your peace this Christmas season. Lord, we offer all these prayers to you in the name of Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Once again, thank you everyone for donating to Christmas Cheer today as we continue to support the work of this church and organizations around us to bring joy to the hearts of people. God's work is never done, and we continue to do this work together. Our offering will now be received. pray. God, we offer you today all we have for your service. Bless the gifts we bring before you to bring healing and hope to the people of our community. We pray. Amen. The closing hymn this morning is Come Thou Long Expected Jesus.
friends, let us go be people of God. Let us show others what God has done for us. As we have made a way for him to find us, let us help others find a way to make room for God in their own lives. Let us go bring peace to the world in which we live by bringing hope to those in need. Let us go in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God and each and every one of us, now and forever. Amen.